Hello, this is Musically Cogitating, a show asking and answering important questions about music, the people who make it, and discussing about how all of that continues to impact the way that you and I go throughout our everyday lives. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if you have listened to every episode of the show so far, welcome back. I am your host, Siad Wells. Thank you so much for joining me here on what I like to call Podcast Wednesday because these podcast episodes come to you every Wednesday or every other Wednesday, something like that at the moment. And I really have a lot of fun doing it. So that's what we're here to do. If you could please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchasers, I would really appreciate it as it helps me to know if you were enjoying the show and if I can do anything to help this show be better, if I can make it even more enjoyable for you. I would really appreciate that. Uh, This week is, in a lot of ways, sort of the, the opposite of last week's episode, which, of course, we've been in this series talking about magical musical places and this week i wanted to talk to you about some of my favorite places aside from the library i wanted to talk to you about music stores record stores the places where they have the physical media because i just am just obsessed (laughs) with these stores basically i go into these stores pretty frequently and i walk in and i just tell them to take my money and they give me a lot of really awesome stuff back so you know i see libraries like i talked about last week as places that hold all of that knowledge and these music stores are sort of these places where we can decide which kind of knowledge we want to keep right i can go into the music store and i can say hey give me that latest emmanuel wilkins record i've listened to it i really love it give it to me i want to keep it i want to collect it i want that to be part of the things that i own and cherish and have and the music store can do just that for me and definitely they can do that for you too i know that in this day and in this age in this year many people would probably say that there really is no point in owning music because you can essentially just rent it from the platform that you pay your monthly subscription to and yeah that's great but i would also argue Uh, of course, to no one's surprise, that owning or having a copy of the music that you really love and enjoy and care about is equally important because you really love and care about it and you want it to be something that you are able to go back to no matter what. You want that format to be able to stand the test of time. And sure, no format lasts for forever, but, you know, CDs and especially albums, vinyl, you know, LPs and stuff like that, they've been around for a really long time. Whereas streaming, you know, we don't really know what the future of that holds. So it's really great to be able to have these file formats that continue without, you know, needing anything to really change around it. In in fact, we really iterated on vinyl to make it sound better, which is really, really awesome. I have been going to music stores and stores that sell physical media and of course we'll say slash bookstores uh, for a really really long time and I guess really really early on I showed interest in these stores and so my mom would just let me go to them and I think 
she noticed that I had this interest because I was initially obsessed with movie stores. So I used to love going to rent movies and I still really love watching movies. Although, you know, in, in the last few years, I haven't watched as many movies as I'd like, but I'm getting into watching more movies again. And I've just always been a person who really loves movies. And so Hollywood Video was one of my favorite places. Blockbuster was really far from our house, so we would go to Hollywood Video. And if you don't know, uh, Hollywood Video was a store where you go in and you could rent movies. So they would either be on DVD or VHS. And you know, my mom and I had this routine. So every Friday after school, we would go to the grocery store and then on the way home, she would quickly, you know, drop me off at the Hollywood video and just let me go inside and pick out the movies that I wanted. And the Hollywood video was in the same parking lot <laughs> as the, the Kroger that we used to go to. And so I think that was also why it was like super convenient. So, uh, you know, when I was really little, she would, of course, go in with me. But the older I got... Uh, and, you know, as these stores started to kind of unfortunately die away, I could go into the stores by myself. And so I was renting DVDs and yes, VHS tapes. And if you're wondering, you know, do you, do I see I'd have a VHS tape uh, player? And the answer is no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'll probably get one of these soon because there are definitely some things that I want to watch that I know are probably only available on VHS and it'd be cool to make a movie and then put it on VHS. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but I don't have a, a tape player for VHS, but I really, really want one. But this was our routine for, for movies. You know, we would go pick them up and then after Hollywood Video went away and then Redbox sort of took that space. You can still use Redbox, by the way. Um, you know, I would, I would have like all these Redbox DVDs that I would check out at one time and then I would just, you know, watch movies on the weekend and something I really, really enjoyed. And so, again, this was sort of my my first love of physical media uh, as a way to consume art. And so, of course, this really transferred over into to music and I think it really transferred over to is like when I started to have an allowance and I would buy these movies and I of course I began to buy CDs as well and you know in my town where I grew up there were these like physical media stores and so the, there were three primarily that I remember going to so I remember going to Hastings Digital Planet and then Media Rerun so Hastings was a chain media store that, of course, as you can guess, it had books, movies, and music. So pretty much everything that I loved them and I continue to love. And you could even sell your stuff to them. So it was kind of like half price books now, but it wasn't only used stuff. So uh, if you're wondering, you know, it had all this new and used stuff. So I really love that because, of course, you know, you want to buy used if you can because the environment, but also because it's more affordable. And then they have the new stuff, which you can't always buy used. So it was really great. And 
I would go in there. It was huge. They'd have posters and it, it was just like, it was a vibe. It was a, it was kind of strange place. It was big, uh, smelled funny. And I just used to really enjoy going in there. And of course they had a coffee shop and this was before I was <laughs> the coffee drinker that I am now today. Um, but I just remember going in the store and really really enjoying it this is another one of those places that yes my mom would just sort of like drop me off and say okay I'll be back or she would just like sort of hang out in the car uh sort of thing so another one of these stores and this was a local store so Hastings was a chain I presume um but the local store that I used to go to was Digital Planet and Digital Planet was, it was gritty, right? It was much more on the fringe and it was very, very dusty. And so again, um, it, it was much smaller place anyway, and it was primarily made up of used things. So, you know, it was more of your, your really local hometown used media store. And it was in, you know, Digital Planet and Hastings that I really began to discover a lot more music and I would, you know, begin to buy it. I would have all of these used CDs, which were and still are pretty affordable. So it wasn't uncommon for me to spend $5 and come out of a store with like a stack of 10 CDs. And I would just buy anything, especially as I started to become more interested in, you know, playing the guitar and music that had guitar in it, I would just buy like all of this guitar focused stuff. And of course I, I had R&B, like all of these CDs and all of this music, like I, I began to really foster my love of like the physical media in these types of stores. And, you know, in some ways like digital media has really phased out a lot of these stores, but many of them, you know, are trying to hang on are trying to survive some of them are thriving and it's interesting because when i think of physical media for you know music and movies i don't think that people are as willing to purchase those as they are willing to buy books although i could say that you know cds and vinyl are becoming more popular again, which is really, really awesome to see. I'm, I'm so happy that people are investing and getting engaged and just really excited about those mediums and those, that type of media. But, you know, people aren't as willing to invest as they have been in the future. I think it's partially because if you want a CD or you want to buy vinyl, you know, you have to have something to play it on. And yeah, everyone just doesn't want to own that. But of course I do. And one thing about, you know, like the physical media that I really enjoy is, is that it allows me to kind of scratch this itch of being sort of like a searcher or a seeker. So, you know, whenever I go somewhere, whenever I move to a new place and I haven't moved that that all that many times but you know whenever I do have the opportunity to move in and go somewhere or even just visit somewhere the first place that I try to go and visit is a physical media store it's usually some type of used movie music and books store and I think that these stores are interesting because they they can really tell you what a town has 
to offer you. So when I lived in Memphis, there used to be this place that was really close to campus. It was like, a, it was, it was a not too, too far walk. Um, and it was another one of these used movie and, and music stores. And I would go there a lot. I would go through so much that in my dorm room, I had this big black plastic trunk that was basically just full of CDs and movies. And a lot of stuff that was in there was from this store. And I still have, I still have that trunk, of course, because I don't know, it's one of those things you don't really get rid of. But every time I would move, I would just find these new, new places. And and the funny thing about these sorts of places, like these physical media stores, these these book, movie, and music stores, is that they attract certain kinds of people, I think. Uh, and, and, I, and I think it's a positive thing. But they're definitely like regulars, like people like me who, when you go into a store, we are just there to, to figure out what we want. Um, and we're there to, to really find something and to really invest. Uh, some people in the in the in the vinyl space, they're like you know crate diggers because you're digging through crates and you're trying to find that really really obscure thing that you feel like only you know about, but you found it in this one really dusty place in the back of a basement of somebody's hobby store. You know, it's just really interesting that these sorts of places foster community and of course uh, there are online communities around this sort of stuff too i'm thinking um going back to you know a, a physical community i'm thinking about record store day which is this this day that uh, was started i'm not sure what company started it but it's basically where a bunch of artists come together and record labels come together and say like we want to support the vinyl industry we want to support musicians and music industry so on this day and now it's two days but on these this day or two we're going to release a lot of special edition vinyl and you gotta go you can only get it in record stores or you can only get it from record stores you can buy it online but they kind of prioritize like in-person shopping and this is just one of the examples of how like music stores music spaces how they foster positive in-person community and interaction and i think that's like really really important right these stores hold so much value in them and it's not even really in the new music where the value is i think the value is in the old music because just like the library music stores have things that aren't always available online every not everything is streamable and that's for many many reasons and so the way that you get to access it the way you get to buy it is in the store right and the thing, oh, one of the things that I really love about these stores is, is the ability to browse, right? This goes back to my love of being a searcher and a seeker and someone who is, when it comes to looking for something, it can be like very, very curious. And so music libraries and stores and physical places, like really just, they just get, they just get me going. They get me really excited. And these spaces allow for browsing in a way that, I think online you don't really get even though it feels like you do right it feels like you can browse your online streaming music platform and you'll find something but what you find is largely based on an algorithm right it's largely based on what people 
who are making the app or the curators want you to find and want you to hear is based on what the record labels are pushing at the time. And, and that's fine. But in, in physical places, you can browse what's available. It's like what's right in front of you. It's like what you really have access to. Cause yeah, I mean, you kind of have access to everything on Apple music or Spotify or Kobe's or whatever, but you don't really, right? But when you go into a, a record store that has 10,000 CDs and 5,000 vinyl and 1,000 tapes, like you do have access to see all of that. You have the access to browse all of that. It's just so much easier to search. And I love, I love, love the way that you can just happen upon something in a record store. You know, if it just feels so serendipitous to, to go crate digging and to just be like really caught off guard by the cover of something and to pick it up and be like, this is my new favorite album. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> and it and, and most often happens to me when I go to, you know, the, the record store. And I often buy things on vinyl and CD that I've never heard because going to the record store and discovering something new and being excited about it is like such a part of the whole experience. And it's me also making an investment in my, my music library, which I'm going to do an episode on uh, very soon. But it's just so, so cool. And it's so important that we have these spaces where we can go and consume and search and find and music and take it home and keep it for forever. All of that only happens, I think, in physical stores. So, and clearly I am very, 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 very passionate about this and into it. So support your local music stores in the way that you should support your local music libraries right spend time in them get to know the people uh you know buy things from them follow them online like you follow this podcast online like do those things to support those businesses in your community and of course since this is a show about music i'm going to share something with you that i want to buy the vinyl for but that i have not yet i am getting there um this week's music recommendation is Grief by Samora Penderhughes, and I have recommended their music before, I think, but I'm recommending their, their newest full album. It is really, really, really good, um, so I highly recommend. Of course, I always have it linked in the show notes, so don't forget to follow the podcast on social media and the website. Subscribe to the newsletter, and as I asked, if you were listening to this Somewhere where you can give reviews, Apple Music, Podchasers, Spotify. I really appreciate it. And you can always use the links in the show notes to support this podcast, either by buying me coffee or, you know, buying a book because we're going to get back to the book club very, very soon as well. So that's all I have for you today. I will be back soon with the next episode of the Musically Cogitating Podcast. Until then.